ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. The sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war. All out war. A war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains. Attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. And that's the orders we're following on this program each and every night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and we occasionally do an early bird show or a uh, night owl show. <laughs> Actually, let me drop the owl. I don't like owls. They're pretty wicked, dirty creatures. We've got to come up with another name for that. Um, yes, Monday through Sunday we have our program. And you can also catch us up on the MP3s if you can't tune in live via iTunes, or you can go over to OmegaManRadio.com, click on the RSS link button. That'll take you to an archive of all shows. I think we have 165 last time I checked. Uh, for special announcement, before we bring on Pastor John, his friends know him as PJ. We're going to have Pastor John on tonight, delivering a word, and we're going to be doing a mass deliverance. We'll even open up the lines if you need prayer. The uh, program is going to be going to Hi-Fi Stereo. Very soon. Imminently, actually, is the word. Maybe uh, tomorrow, even. I've had Rich Keltner, Watchman Radio, helping me get up to speed to get the mixing board hooked up, microphones hooked up. It's almost ready. We're going to be talking 96K. Right now, this is 8-bit. It'll be 10 times better signal. So that is uh, coming. Well, without further delay, let's get Pastor John on. Stand by. Pastor John, how are you tonight? Brother, I am blessed. Can you hear me A-OK? Oh, I can hear you perfect. Yes, Excellent. sir. I now, I understand you, uh, you just got back into town. How did uh, your meeting go? Yes, uh, my wife and I, Kathy uh, and I, had uh, gone up to Seattle, Washington by invitation 
And this, uh, Brother Shannon, was our third time, our third visit in uh, about a two-year period. And it was a real blessing because we were able to fellowship to Koinonia with a bunch of uh, Slavic people. And uh, it was wonderful to be with, if if they're listening, uh, a, a wonderful couple and uh, just have the spiritual gift of hospitality, one of the spiritual gifts in the uh, in the New Testament, and I really appreciate uh, Sergey and his wife Galena, who made Kath and I feel so welcome. But I'll tell you, Brother Shannon, the meetings went real well. We had uh, two days of travel, six days of ministry, but two days of travel and four non-stop ministry times, and it was a real blessing for Kath and I, and uh, just a real encouragement. Uh, one of the gals who came up when I preached on Sunday, uh, in fact, several people came up to Sister Galena, because this was their church, her and Sergey, uh, their church, and uh, said, why haven't we heard this before? And Brother Shannon, that is a common response. Why aren't the pastors telling people why aren't they sharing the missing one-third of Jesus' ministry so that people can get unbound? I, I, I walk into, you know, so many Christians walk into churches bound. Some even get more bound to church. And that's they the truth. walk in bound. Brother, brother they walk in bound, and they walk out, outbound, don't they? You know, that is actually an indictment against, indictment against the church, folks, and it's true. Uh, we're hearing this time after time. Um, we have not heard this before. We know of one minister, Pastor John, that went in and the demon was taken back. He said, who are you? Um, where did you come from? How do you know this? <laughs> I was said to Pastor Carl Henderson in Texas recently. You know, I mean, literally it's true. Probably uh, some of these demons have went unabated for a thousand years or more. We just don't know long, how long they've been able to uh, do their dirty deeds with nobody to bring it into the light, and then cast them out in Jesus' name. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. In this church yes, in sir. Seattle, uh, Sergei, are they from Europe? Romania, where? Originally? Yeah, the Slavic, of course, the Slavic people, in case the uh, listeners aren't aware, they comprise a number of nations. So we were, that is, I was, uh, preaching and teaching and sharing the uh, the full gospel salvation healing and deliverance yes sir with people who are from moldovia uh primarily ukraine some from russia itself the russian territory itself and as well as you know probably i don't know maybe there are some people there from uzbekistan or kazakhstan and some of these other other areas but it was interesting one of the uh, pastor paul uh, the church i spoke in on sunday very warm to the to deliverance and just a, I could tell just you know my spirit to his spirit I sensed a real teachableness there and a real openness but he he told me that he had been in Estonia uh, you know again these all these countries are next to Romania they're part of the, in Russia and all juxtaposing each other and they're they were formerly part of the, the communist bloc 
But uh, he was an Estonian pastor, apparently, and he said 30 years ago there were a couple of Finnish pastors who had actually uh, crossed over the border and were teaching deliverance. Really? Was total, yeah, that was great news to me because obviously 30 years ago, man, that was before you know Win Worley and and uh, Derek Prince and even H.A. Maxwell White. So, you know, brother, I always believe have, believe in my heart that that God has always had a deliverance remnant. Don't you? I do, and uh, I want to know, as probably others do, when you encounter these demons um, that come in from other countries, uh, do you notice anything different about them, uh, the Slavic demons versus the ones that you've um, found here in the States? Any any glaring differences, or are they pretty much the same all the way around the world? Well, it's it's really not, a, not an either-or question. It's a both-end question, and that has been my experience over the years. I've been to Europe. I've been in, in Asia. Of course, have uh, have been in in uh, Canada several times, and uh, many of the states here in the U.S. Over these now, uh, I'm in my 20th year in the full gospel, full time. And Brother Shannon, they they are, excuse me, there are common spirits: uh, pride, rebellion, stubbornness, unbelief, doubt. Other fear. We're going to talk about fear tonight. The the common rejection spirits that you see in in so many people: fear of rejection, self rejection, uh, within um, illegitimate bastard children, the curse of both the demon and the curse of rejection from the womb. And so many of the spirits are precisely the same. When I was actually in the Philippines, for instance, on the island of Manila, I was uh, commanding some of the some of the time I was commanding Brother Shannon the the demons out in English, and they knew who they were. Uh, you didn't need I didn't need an interpreter as you do when people are trying to understand things, but the demons, I believe, speak all the languages, and particularly in the areas that they're endemic to, yes. and the territorial areas that they're assigned to. So, I can honestly tell you that. Uh, I can, you know, you can command them out in English. However, so the people understand who, who is, you know, what's coming out and what's what Jesus Christ is delivering them from through His servants. That the, you know, it, it kind of helps them. But there are strongholds. You know, for instance, in the, uh, you know, there are there are cultures that that show a lot of affection and hug each other uh, impulsively. They they just grew up that way. Uh, we found that they don't have a lot of rejection spirits in them. Not that they don't have any, but they don't have as many. Yes. So you can go to various cultures around the world, and you'll find different demon mixes. But as is the, I think I, as I shared before every audience this past weekend, uh, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, you know, I, I said the same thing. You know, I asked the question, very common question I get: Does everyone have demons? Uh, my answer is the same. It's Derek Prince. I don't know. I haven't met everybody yet. But those who I have met, uh, they've got them. They're there. They're home. It's just a matter of different different demon mixes, and that's what I find in cultures. You know, It's kind of like uh, we all have two ears, two eyes, one nose, one mouth, two hands, two feet, two legs, two arms, uh, one abdomen. So... 
you know, we all have the same basic things, but you're, yet aren't we all so different, Brother Shannon? Well, I would, I would probably respond, um, it's not a question of if, but how many legions do you have? <laughs> <laughs> One, five, ten? <laughs> yeah, and of course, Pastor Worley yeah. told us, and everybody's mouths drop when I usually tell people this, that, every, that people have two to three legions of spirits on average. And that's assuming you haven't slept with 20 or 30 people. Yeah. Uh, that's a slu- it's assuming you haven't been in drugs and alcohol for 20, 30, 40 years, like some of those in my family lines on the Finnish side. And that's assuming that you haven't really gotten into some, some you know, egregious areas of, of sin and depravity and iniquities. So if the family lines are just loaded with that kind of stuff, there's a good chance you may have five or six or, Brother Shannon, like you said, ten, ten legions. To a spiritus malo san in nombre de Jesus Cristo. I had to uh, throw that in for the uh, the Costa Rican listeners right now that we've got tuning in. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, that's right. Uh, I believe that the demons speak all languages, so that's, that makes it really, uh, really easy to do deliverance wherever you're at in the world. Yeah, amen. Of course, it's so important, as Pastor Woolley told me, you know, son, you've got to have the foundation laid the foundation of understanding and it's not so much that the demons don't know but if the people don't know you can cast uh, some spirits out most won't leave because the person doesn't understand the person's will is not actively engaged and i've never seen one demon leave with a person themselves don't believe number one that they have them inside of them just as the bible teaches and of course number two that they have to will against them. That's one of my one of my, my most common phrases is will against them. I remind the person who I'm praying for, will against them. You've got to actively engage the enemy within you by actively engaging your mind and wanting them out and falling out of agreement with what they and who they represent. You know, the the the, the horrible world system, the the evil world system we live in and the the sin that they came in with. Amen to that. Uh, Let me ask you a question with regards to self-deliverance. There's people out there listening, uh, they believe in deliverance, and they say, you know, I'm trying to uh, get some deliverance, just praying for myself, and um, nothing's happening when I pray. Maybe someone has uh, a particular spirit that they have identified. Uh, Are we... uh, not able to take authority over the spirit in us and command it out. Um, and if it's not coming out in the name of Jesus, what might be the blockage there, Pastor John? Yeah, Brother Shannon, again, um, uh, before I forget, I thank everyone who's listening, any bloggers, anyone who downloads off the Omega Man Radio website, anyone listening down the road. In fact, we just lift them up in prayer. We bind every wicked spirit within them from the strong man on down to the lowest demon rank part form. You cannot interfere yes. with what they're understanding, their comprehension of the truth. Jesus Christ said that you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In his mighty name, amen. Amen. Brother, the Spirit led me to just um, kind of stick that in there. Amen. But, when we, know, it, and I, for, I apologize, folks. We should have started the program off in prayer. Uh, that's always the right foot to take. Yes, sir. Continue on. Yes, sir. You know, again, when it comes to personal deliverance, there are so many variables that hinder and actually uh, stop dead cold people from 
from really getting any help. And my, again, classic response, because it's a common question I've received you know, over many years now, regarding can you cast your demons out by yourself and get personal deliverance and depend on that for your freedom? The answer to the question is yes, you can get personal deliverance. I'm a strong believer in uh, personal deliverance, particularly and especially when you're alone and you're out there in the proverbial war zone by yourself, the Lord is going to have mercy on you, and he is going to free you, and will do so without a doubt. However, he does, and this has been my experience over the years, he wants you to realize, he does want you to understand Hebrews 10.25 truth, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but all the more as you see the day, obviously, you know, the day, the rapture approaching, uh, and the day of Christ appearing for the church, for the saints, and you, you, you cannot disobey that command and get away with it. So one of the things that, you know, the Lord's very smart, obviously, and brilliant, and one of the, one of the ways that he, through, through the Holy Spirit, works is he teaches us that we cannot get some of the big boys out, some of the deeper ones. And anybody can shoot a, a BB gun or a twenty two up to, you know, in a tree and the blackbirds will shoot. Yes. But if you do that to a, you know, 800-pound, 600, 700-pound Siberian tiger, <laughs> he's not, he's not going to budge. Take a water buffalo or a rhinoceros and shoot a BB He's going oh to look goodness. back and say, hmm, must have been a fly. <laughs> and he's not even going to pay attention. So many, Brother Shannon, many of the strong spirits that are there, many of the strong spirits that are within us will never leave, I believe, with personal deliverance alone. Personal, it's more than just personal deliverance. It's got to be other brothers. I mean, there have been some demons cast out of me that there's no way. It's like the angels. It's amazing. The, the angels will send over you know, three or four or five men uh, at a workshop, and they'll be praying with me, or at a service, and they'll be praying with me. And then they'll go back to their, you know, assigned seats and, and be praying with each other, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and it's just amazing. But I, And they didn't even know, but the Holy Spirit and the, the angels just kind of engineered them over, uh, or, or engineered the scenario and, and drew, drew them over. Because at the you know the last uh, couple of minutes or last ten twenty seconds of my deliverance, I needed that faith built up. Yes, sir. So that's exactly what happens. And if we could all get personal deliverance, and it's only personal deliverance, then you know we don't need each other. And one of the things the Holy Spirit wants to clearly communicate to us is that you need other people. You are not a rock. I am not a rock. Simon and Garfunkel had it rock had it wrong, we are not a rock, we are not an island, an island, a rock feels no pain, and so forth, it, it just, it's just hooey, the reality is, we, is everybody needs everyone, we each need each other, and, you know, you, you're going to have to move, you're going to have to get up to a full gospel place if you really want to deal with these strongholds, you're going to have to leave your level of comfort zone, and your area of comfort zone, and you're going to have to literally move yourself to a location in the country, if you're serious about dealing with the spirits, 
I believe uh, wonderful radio programs like this, Rich Keltner's program uh, on Saturdays, and other ministries, even our conferences. Uh, we just finished number 52. We do three a year, so 18 years of conferences. And entering our 19th year, the 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 um, they're only to whet the person's appetite, Brother Shannon. They're only to give the person uh, kind of like a gulp or two of water at the oasis, and they're going to have to move around the oasis. And when they complain about being in the desert by themselves, well, that's what deserts are. And sadly, we I really had hoped by this time in my ministry there'd be a lot more churches and a lot more people and a lot more places you could you know easily recommend someone to go to but i got a t- i got a tough time because yes, sir. there are so few of us out here it's the truth so it's important to get personal deliverance some of my deliverance has been wonderful the lord one on one with me uh and that is good and that's a great great way however the, i've discovered as i said over the years that that many of the water buffalo there near the trunk of the tree, shall we say, instead of uh, the few blackbirds at the top, uh, which are easy to shoo off, uh, the, they won't leave with without, you know, Jesus said what, Brother Shannon? Some com- come out only by prayer and fasting. Fasting. So That's a good point. Fasting is an, is an absolutely essential. And, and, Brother, that was right after the, if you notice the scripture context, that is right after the Mount of Transfiguration experience. I mean, come on. You can't get any closer to heaven than that, can you? No, sir. And immediately after the Mount of Transfiguration experience, Jesus and Peter, James, and John, notice that Peter, James, and John, by the way, are the three. I asked Pastor Worley this. I said, uh, Pastor Wynn, do you think that Peter, James, and John, you know, they're with them in Gethsemane, they're with them in, in uh, the inner recesses of Gethsemane, they're at a, at, with them at, at the Mount of Transfiguration. They're with them in the, in the raising of, of, of the daughter of Jairus. The other disciples are left outside. Do you think Jesus really saw something in them that they really wanted to get to know him that in a, in a very intense way and, and were willing to do whatever they, they had to to do that? And he agreed with it. He said, yeah. And I believe that Peter, James, and John represent 25% of the church. And I'm not talking about Christianity, because most of Christianity is lost as a white goose in a snowstorm. It's true. But I'm talking about the the, the true born-again, born-from-above believers, like you and me, Brother Shannon, and many of the listeners, hopefully all the listeners, and a lot of people that we, that we rub shoulders with, that they, that the Peter, James, and Johnses are the ones who really, really believe and enjoy and eat regularly and uh, almost feast on the full gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance. And uh, 75% of the church, the Thaddeus and the, the, uh, the, the Bartholomews and the ones that never wrote any scripture, they're the ones, 75% of the church or the true church are the ones who are just kind of satisfied in their comfort zone. Now, that's only my opinion. You can flush it if, if you don't agree with it, no problem, but at least pray about it. Or Check maybe there are they are feasting on spiritual junk food. Yep. Um, food with uh, nothing but calories. Certainly. But no nourishment for the uh, the body. Uh, there are definitely some churches that uh, are preaching some things I haven't even found in the Bible yet. So um, is it the same as maybe if you lived at McDonald's every day and had a quarter pounder with cheese? 
versus uh, you know eating some really high quality protein or some vegetables, you know, with some greens, you know, e- eating the nourishing food, uh, you'll start to see a, a difference in the outer body. Will you not? Um, yeah, and of course, yes, yes, yes. And you know how you feel. I mean, it, it kind of goes hand in hand, folks. Uh, again, uh, the whole gospel is for today: evangelism, you know, leading people to Christ, uh, deliverance from demons, uh, miracle healing. You know, the gifts of the Spirit are for today. And uh, again, it's just not um, being preached out there, and it makes it very difficult, as you mentioned earlier, when someone says, "Well, I believe, but um, where do I go?" You know, I, I don't hear this at my church. I've never heard it in my life. It is very difficult, people. So, um, you know, if you cannot live in the same geographical location as one of the deliverance churches that we know of, at least try to make it uh, for the conferences. And, you know, Pastor John, we've talked about something that um, I think would also be helpful for people that uh, are even in other parts of the world. Uh, folks, we were talking to Pastor John and other ministries about getting video cameras set up in the sanctuaries for some of these conferences. So, again, if you there's no way you can get to a conference. You could at least uh, tune in and, and worship with them. So that's one possibility I know Pastor John is looking at. Uh, that would be really cool, Pastor John. In the days ahead, yeah, maybe we could course, get uh, some of the services televised. Go ahead. Yeah, amen. And, of course, um, I really would like to see that happen in uh, 2011 next year. So we'll be uh, inviting people to pray toward that end. And as you said, the people who truly would like to be somewhere and they either are handicapped, they're uh, physically handicapped, or, or, yes. or they're just, it, it, the circumstances are just impossible to travel and that kind of thing. Obviously, uh, this is what the, you know, be wonderful for those people and those kinds of situations. So, Let me ask you another man. question, Pastor John. A uh, question we get asked a lot of times is um, you've been in the deliverance ministry for many years, so you, you have a lot of experience and will be able to answer uh, from experience. Um, you've seen a lot of manifestations, a lot of people with demonic spirits, and um, some are more violent than others in terms of their manifestation or reactions. If you had to kind of classify uh, some of the, the bigger demons out there, the stronger ones, uh, is there a a distinction you can make between some that if someone has it, they're definitely going to have more of a manifestation than others, or do all demons have that capability to manifest uh, at the same degree? Such as, you know, you look at some of these little small dogs, <laughs> and wow, you know, some of them are more ferocious than a bigger dog, you know, or they all have that uh, capability uh, if you, you trigger them the same way. Or, again, are there smaller demons and bigger demons out there in your experience, which would you say is the case? A good question. The answer I would give would be, it, it all depends on how long that demon has been in the generational lines and how long they've been in the person and whether or not that person has been feeding them. Now remember, spirits cannot just come in willy-nilly. You know, the scripture's clear, the curse causeless, causeless, the curse without a cause shall not be able to light, shall not be able to land on the person, shall not be able to uh, impact, infect the person, shall we say. The curse causeless. So no curses come to us without a cause. We've also found that evil spirits cannot come to us, come into us willy-nilly. They have to have a 
legitimate biblical sin open door. And the answer to your question, Brother Shannon, is that if the person is continuing to feed that particular nest of spirits, shall we say, let's say it's a, it's a nest of hatred, hatred for self, self-hatred, hatred for anyone in authority, hatred for authority. Uh, in some women, uh, hatred for men, uh, male authority. Maybe a man abused them when they were a young girl, when they, you know, when they were young, or, uh, or even abused them uh, physically when they got older. And or maybe someone I was praying for this uh, this weekend had uh, experienced a, a tragedy, uh, the tragedy of a rape, sexual rape at uh, the age of fourteen. And this uh, beautiful w- woman, woman was uh, 40 years old and still unable to get beyond it and deal with it because there's no deliverance being taught, no deliverance truth. They're missing what I have called over the years and termed the missing one-third of Jesus' ministry. It's not, it's not there in her life. It's not there in her church. But it came to the shores of that church this weekend and I had the blessed opportunity to, with her pastor to pray for her. And I just saw that there are a lot of walls there that need to be broken down before the demons can, can leave. And that was the case. So, as I said, hatred for in some men who, who have had a lot of you know, Jezebelic strong women in their lives uh, or women who abused them, you know, it can go both ways, you know, always nagging or... Yes, uh, you know, just emotional abuse. Well, they would end up with a hatred for women spirit. So let's say it's a nest of hatred. If the person, Brother Shannon, and the radio listeners, if the person enjoys that sin and really does not want to get rid of it, you can ma- you can command a manifest till the cows come home, and the demons will either not even manifest, or if they manifest. They will, you know, put a display on, shall we say. They will demonstrate their presence, but they won't leave. It'll just be, you know, the person being thrown to the floor, shall, shall I, if I can put it that way. And they're manifesting all over the place, but after, you know, an hour being on the floor, nothing's left. Yes. I mean, nothing, nothing leaves. And that's because the person, in reality, likes that particular sin and they don't want it to leave. So the, uh, the, the, the we call it the, the shield spirits, the lesser demons, or the subordinate spirits, they uh, oftentimes also will shield the main honcho. So let's say that, you know, let's say I hate, I'll pick on myself, uh, use myself as an example. Let's say uh, there was a woman police officer, I got a friend of mine in Boston, I grew up in New England, and there's a friend of mine in Boston who could not, Stand female police officers, and every time he came up to a female police officer, he wanted to run her over. Wow! Of course, but of course, he didn't want to break the law, <laughs> so he couldn't. He didn't want to end up with you know a needle in his arm, under, with a capital crime. But he he hated to have to obey a woman, especially a female police officer. So let's say that was me, and let's say. Uh, Yesterday or two days ago, a female police officer put up her hand and told me to stop at, a, at an intersection or something, and 
And right. you know, I just said, you know, if I could, I'd run you over, or I wouldn't stop. I'd run it, you know, go around you, and I'm not stopping for you, kind of a thing, because they had a real strong hatred in me for. Well, another demon just came in. Not only did I strengthen what was already there, but another spirit came in. So let's say, uh, you know, tomorrow night at service or Sunday at service, I get some prayer. That lesser spirit that just came in building the pile so building the demonic pile so to speak within me in that nest area called hatred of which a strong man is present and reigning and ruling over it if uh, if if the holy spirit convicts me and i respond to the holy spirit in obedience and i say you know lord it is wrong to hate and i should not hate anybody male female uh, of any color, of any ethnicity, and forgive me. And, and as I submit for prayer, oftentimes what the demons will do is the lesser spirit will come out, the one that just came in yesterday, shall we say. And a bunch of the easier spirits, the ones who have, shall we say, uh, lower seniority on the, on the seniority pole, they will leave Brother Shannon. They'll leave first, but the big boy will stay behind. So on Monday or Tuesday next week, I find another female police officer, or let's say I find someone else who I don't particularly like and I enjoy, uh, and I kind of get back into it, enjoying the hatred, instead of being obedient to the Lord. You say, well, wait a minute, if you're a Christian, especially as a pastor, teacher, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, Paul writes Christians, and he says those that steal, those that have stolen something, steal no more. So Christians can still sin, no problem. Uh, sadly, because we still have the sin natures, you know, we, we've got a bunch of evil spirits there. We've got the world enticing us, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying that's reality. First John 2, 1 and 2, uh, I would that you would not sin, but if you, when you do sin, hello, we do sin. We have, sure. praise God, we've got an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So that's how the enemy works, Brother Shannon, is... They will uh, they'll they'll kick out the the lesser ones the the, the less seniority ones we call them the shield spirits because the job of the shield is to shield the big strong man so that he won't have to leave so that eventually someone will give up and say well yeah I've been kind of fighting demons for a while and and you know and maybe uh, maybe this pastor so and so on the radio is right or this pastor so and so on the TV is right this Bible teacher and maybe maybe we're just putting too much attention on Satan and his demons, and I think I went overboard. I think it's fringe Christianity. I don't believe that anymore. And guess what? Uh, that strong oh, man, man... That's a dangerous place to be. Hey, it is, and that strong man of hatred has never left, so he's just going to continue to to work on you and work on you until everything you've cast out has come back. In fact, Jesus says, what? Eight times worse, because the one comes back with seven others. That's, so that's exactly right. right. It is an absolutely, Brother Shannon, dangerous place to be, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, there's a lot of uh, maybe we'll do a program, folks, on the uh, the pitfalls of of uh, keeping your deliverance. <laughs> yeah, walking the deliverance path. I mean, you know, there's there's that. Uh, there's oh, I, I received deliverance yesterday. I'm totally set free. Uh, I don't need any more deliverance. You know, that's almost as bad as the person that says they can't have a demon to begin with, because if yes. if you have that uh, mindset. Folks, what you're doing is uh, you're setting up a, you're putting a, a brick wall around you, and the, the demons are inside. You didn't get them on the other side, and now they're just going to be free to wreak havoc. And 
you know, you've got to remain open-minded and realize, hey, you can have anything you want to have, and uh, you can also be set free in Jesus' name and learn how to uh, keep these doorways shut that we opened up in our life. But it uh, doesn't mean that uh, you're never going to um, be demonized again. And if people look for a, uh, a proof of that, I always turn them back to what Brother Wynn Worley said. He said, you know, hey, there's some things I won't be set free of till I meet Jesus. And, you know, here's a man that we know cast out millions of demons in Jesus' name. So, um, But, uh, hey, again, it's not bad news uh, to admit you have a demon. You're, you're actually in a good position. You realize you've got something wrong, and the good news is there's a solution. There's an antidote, and it's called Jesus Christ and his blood. And we can appropriate that, and that's the good news. Um, I was sitting on a, uh, a plane one time, Pastor John, coming back from the Republic of Panama, and I happened to be sitting uh, next to a dentist. And I said, hey, this is kind of cool. I'll ask him some questions, you know. <laughs> and he won't charge me $100 for one-minute consultation. <laughs> uh, and I, I said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of considering um, maybe getting a sealant on my tooth. And he said, what would you want to do that for? I said, you know, the sealant. You, know, you paint it on your tooth, um, that way you won't have to worry about any tooth decay. You know, cut down on cavities, you know. I don't want I don't want to have to have a, you know, a filling if I can help it. And he says, a very dangerous thing to do. And I said, why? And he said, because, yes, while we can put that uh, sealant all over your tooth, what if you didn't get all the bacteria out to begin with? What you've just done is you've just set up a uh, an environment where uh, that germ is going to eat your tooth like a cake. And then one day, you're going to, you know, um, be in there, and they're going to be putting a probe just to see if you get cavities, and boom, they'll push through, and it'll be a hollow tooth. It's just beaten, it's been eaten from the inside out. So he said uh, it would be better to uh, just, you know, brush your teeth, do a good job at maintenance, and... You know, if we catch something, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll take care of it at that point. But uh, it was almost like going into denial. I don't know if that's a good analogy, folks, but uh, <laughs> I got to thinking about that. I said, what if I, what if he didn't get all the, the germs out of there? Then, yeah, I mean, it would just eat my tooth alive. I would be totally ignorant. I would be thinking that everything's fine, that I'm totally protected, and uh, there's not anything that's going to get in. But I don't think anybody can ever find himself in that situation. You know, where they're demon-proof forever. Uh, I mean, I believe we can stay, we can stay uh, in control. We can live victorious lives. We can get the upper hand on the demons. We can even get, kick most of them out. But, um, you know, have you met anybody that is uh, 100% demon-free? Maybe I should ask it that way, Pastor John. The answer is, uh, I'll give you it in some of the few words that I've learned from my Wonderful Slavic friends, and that is Niet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. In fact, you made the comment as I was listening to you that we, I believe, we can get most of our demons out, or many of our demons out. Um, if many, in some people's minds, is you know, like ninety-five percent, ninety-eight percent, I question that myself. And all I can do is base on my own experience. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I am wrong. But I do know that in Matthew 15, Mark 7, Jesus calls it the children's bread for a reason. God's spiritual bread for God's children, special for us. Yeah, there may be a few cases where 
you know you have to cast a demon or two out of someone in order that they'll see the the you know the the, the light of, of the truth of God's word and they'll be able to get saved but 95% of my own ministry over these two decades now has been in Christians and not I, I don't know why anybody would want to cast a demon unless they're truly led of the Holy Spirit out of an unbeliever because they can't even walk it they just well, that's you know, It'd be irresponsible, it. Pastor John. It would be. It, that's why you got to make sure that that you know what you're doing and you're not going off, as they say, half cocked. But if many equals a substantial number, uh, let's say around the fifty, sixty percent level, uh, my experience has been it's taken me twenty years, twice a week, sometimes more when I'm really attacked, three times a week, four times a week. 52 weeks a year, that's 100 to 150 times a year, uh, and that's probably 10 to 20 demons at, at, at a session. And I did the basic conservative math, Brother Shannon, on that, and I uh, probably lost about uh, 14,000 so far. Folks, let me and ask you a, a question. That's, that's 20 <laughs> years of consistently hitting. If you're hitting at a workshop occasionally, you know, you're sitting in the bathtub trying to empty the bathtub with a sewing thimble while it's running. Well, amen. Uh, but you know, there's a man who once said, "Every demon out, one less in." <laughs> amen. But you know, <laughs> I wonder who that was. You know, Pastor but John, the... uh, what about a dog? Okay, let me give another analogy, people. Let me speak in a sure. parable here. Uh, you have a, your dog. You know, he likes to play outside. You know, you've got some property, can run around in the tall grass and ro- roll around and play. Maybe even has some friends that come over from the the neighbor's house. You know, he's just a dog. He's out there having fun. And you bring him in, he smells, and you say, oh, I need to give him a bath. You know, this dog has been, you know, sweating. And so you're in there lathering him down with shampoo, and all of a sudden you fill something with your finger, and you feel this massive tick. And you push the hair back, and he's huge. And so you go in there, and uh, you basically pluck this thing out, right? Continue to, you know, debate the dog. He smells good. Well, he goes back out the next day. Just because you've given him a bath and you've gotten a tick out, folks, are we to believe that that dog's never going to get another tick? I mean, it's just part of living in this world. The people that we associate with, uh, you know, just part of being alive. No, you're going to have to continue to be diligent and vigilant. And, uh, of course, you need to be very careful who you associate with people especially if all your friends are demonized, then you're probably going to set yourself up for transference of demons. Jump off of them onto you like a flea. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, how many times do we eat bread, Pastor John? It's bread. We should probably be eating, partaking of it every single day. Amen. And, of course, when I say three or four times, two or three times a week, I'm talking about some some sessions with an experienced, you know, brother or sister in the Lord uh, who... You know they're casting out several. You know, obviously, when you include personal deliverance on a on a consistent daily basis, you know there are times, brother, I'm I'm going down the road. I'm listening to some great praise music, and uh, you know I'm I'm ready to step step out of the driver's seat and go right into heaven. I'm having my hallelujah fit, and you know all of a sudden I start yawning three or four or five times. I just hey, thank you, Lord Jesus, appreciate it. Some some more out. But I think what we don't understand is how defiled we are to begin with, just at conception and birth. We don't even have a clue as to how how many are there that come down the generational lines, let alone what we add, you know, as we're living life. And again, I don't want to, you know, 
be a part of making anyone say, oh, it's kind of hopeless. You know, where does it ever end? I can't be fighting demons all the time, and it's just going to weigh me down if I think that I've got thousands. My answer is simple. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And you have to understand that, yes, they are pervasive. Yes, there are uh, innumerable numbers there. But Jesus is greater, and he's going to clean us up one by one. You know, when, you know, Brother Shannon, you can identify with this. When Israel, you know, Israel was, was entering, beginning to enter the promised land, you know, what's the first battle that they fought? What city did they hit first? Do you remember? It is, uh, no, sir. Jericho. Jericho, okay. Jericho. And remember, even Moses, because he struck the rock twice, and the rock was was Christ, remember, that he couldn't even enter the promised land. So Joshua led them in. The first, remember the old spiritual, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho? Jericho? Yes, sir. Went around seven times. Amen. And that song, and they they didn't fire a shot. I mean, God knocked knocked those walls down, and his own timing, an earthquake, and just through praise. So my point is very simple, that, when you're, you know, going in, Joshua and all of Israel didn't say, "Oh, God's got us." Oh no, look at all these, all these Amalekites and 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 Jebusites and Hivites, and we got all these ites, and we even have the electric lights. We got to pay. No, I'm only kidding on that one. But the obviously they they didn't go in saying, "How are we going to do this all at once?" Uh, it's God said we're going to do it little by little, little by little. We're going to take one city at a time. We're going to kill one foe at a time. Region by region, That's the way you have right? to look at it. I'm sorry? Yeah. Almost like region by region. Region by region. In fact, it, it, I have a book in the book room. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy, let me know. A copy Bible book room. The thrust of the book is a very little book. It's, it's a very simple book. But the thrust of the book is... Uh, that all of those ites represent uh, had had a particular those nations had a particular area of sin, so it's easy to, to under the new covenant to see that our ites now are in the land. The land is now the body and the soul because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not in Jerusalem. It's not in a particular geographic location. Jesus says in John four that you know it won't matter where you worship because those that worship the Father worship in spirit and in truth, not geography. Yes, sir. So. You can worship God anywhere as long as you're a true born again believer. Otherwise, He doesn't hear you. He can't hear you. You're you're you haven't taken care of the sin problem. So, He and you, as you know, people come together and get freedom. We're taking that land back, and yeah. every square mile, brother. In fact, sometimes, uh, sometimes some of these demons. You know, I'll tell you, one of the first demons I ran into in myself was pride. And I'll never forget, brother, read Job 41 and oh, yeah. see how how God describes this demon in the spirit realm, what he looks like. He describes what he's about. Interesting verse, I think it's around 41 verses 5 and 6, somewhere in there, says he, 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 you can't make a, co- a contract with him. You can't keep covenant with him. He won't keep covenant with you. And isn't it interesting that keeping covenant, the marriage covenant, and keeping work covenants and doing a good job and but with your employer uh, and and uh, other covenant, covenant church covenant, people hop, skipping, jumping around from church to church to church 
And oftentimes, because of the curse of the vagabond, returning evil for good, and they can't, oh they can't feel they can't feel comfortable anywhere. They blame the church, but really it's their problem and their generational curse and the demons that are in them. But they, Leviathan will not... How many divorces, brother? Think about it. How many divorces are out there because people were so proud, people were chock full of Leviathan. You couldn't stand on their shoulders and shoehorn another one in. Oh, man, I saw my own family. Uh, you know, people make mistakes. You know, my parents were... Uh, Divorce over pride, pride issues. There were some other things going on there too. But uh, you know, my, my my mother wanted to reconcile. My my father, he was too proud. And, yep. You know, it, it destroyed uh, me and my brother's home at age eight. Uh, it's it's rampant across the church, folks. And uh, it's a shame, as someone just said in the message room, Pastor John. Uh, you know, uh, they don't even want to deal with it. So how are they going to get any help if they don't want to recognize it as a problem? Continue on, though, with your 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 point there. Uh, Leviathan is a big one. He's a father of pride, isn't he? Yes, and the verse says that he will not keep covenant with you. In other words, someone who has pride, and by the way, I don't want anybody to feel think or to feel uh, that they don't, because it's like my question before, does everyone have demons? I haven't met everyone. But everybody who I have met has pride. We all have pride. It's just a matter of degrees, how sure. much we have and how much is there, depending upon uh, who's been in our family lines and how proud they've been and how proud we've been. So Leviathan is a, uh, when he's inside of us, he will not allow us to keep covenant. You can't make a covenant with him. You can't sign a contract with him. He won't keep it. He's the boss. And as I said... He's you, the father of pride, isn't he? Well, is actually, yeah, Leviathan is, is exactly, he's the king of the children of pride. Okay, the king of the children of pride, folks. Um, and I believe there, there are probably some other pride spirits in that family. Uh, have you all run into big pride and little pride, for example? Brother, again, every time uh, I tackle uh, some of these areas within myself or within other people, I am absolutely uh, astounded, is I think a good word, as to what's inside of us and what's inside of me. And we've run into pride in knowledge in, in Christians. We've run into pride in Bible knowledge. Yes. Pride in even pride in deliverance. Some people get proud about you know they have some knowledge about deliverance, but they they never tackle the spirits in them. But they're proud about knowing about it. Amen. And uh, so, brother, we have pride in America. Pride in uh, you know some of the Slavic people, wonderful people. I was just praying with you know pride in Russia, pride in Ukrainian pride. Uh, pride in in European pride, pride in German pride, Deutsch pride. When I was in Germany, you know, uh, just all kinds of pride. It all depends on what and how much and where the pride has has been centered in. And that you know, a demon will come in by any, any name. He doesn't care. If it's a proud spirit. You can be proud about that. You got nothing. You're proud about being humble. Sure. <laughs> and you know, uh, he probably has a brother or a cousin called arrogance, doesn't he? Haughty spirit, arrogance. Haughty spirit, yes. What do I mean by that, folks? When you find some of these spirits, you look for others, and they're typically going to be there. If, if one's there, you probably got the other one. You know, bitterness and unforgiveness, for example. And I just want to um, tie up a, a close a, um, a loose thread that I said earlier. Um, I'm not saying, folks, that you cannot be set free and that you're going to have a revolving door of something that you've gotten deliverance of. 
you can have victory. It says, he whom the Son makes free is free indeed. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get delivered of everything uh, at the same time. As Pastor John said, God will let you take back some of the territory bit by bit. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, how much we want to be, you know, set free. Are we willing to pray the price? Are we willing to fast if that's what takes out some of the demons? How aggressive we want to get against going after the enemy? Um, but again, I believe, Pastor John, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if someone um, covered a particular sin area, maybe they had an alcohol demon, or maybe their problem came in through witchcraft. Uh, they've denounced it, they've repented of it, they've gotten deliverance in that area. Um, I believe that they can be set free of a particular demon, provided that they don't open that door up again through willing sin. But folks, uh, how do you know how many demons came down your generational line? I know in my own particular case, Pastor John, I was doing a genealogy, and on my father's side, I was only able to get back uh, four names deep. Um, and of that, I only got their names off of a death certificate. Nobody knew anything about that family. Who knows what they were involved in? And that's just a couple of generations back. So, I mean, uh, we've got that. We've got, uh, you know, again, whom we associate with. Uh, we can even, folks, get demons just being angry. And letting the sun go down on a wrath, and then Satan comes in and sows tears while you sleep. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to open doors. Uh, I, I didn't want to paint the picture that uh, there is no hope, and it's uh, it's an endless battle, Pastor John, where you can never gain any ground or get victory. But um, I, I would be in agreement with the statement that, uh, again, until we meet Jesus, we're probably going to continue to uh, be uncovering things in our lives that we need to get out of us need to get set free of us, and maybe some more than others, depending on, you know, how prolific of a sinner you or your your generations were. Uh, definitely there's some people that seem to be infested with everything. And, uh, hey, heaven forbid uh, you were a little bit promiscuous like I was um, in my earlier days. Okay? Dated a lot of women. Um, you have no idea how many partners they had. They could have legions. What if, what if someone had slept with 100 people? What if you laid with a prostitute who had been with 3,000 people? Okay, how many demons are they likely to have? So, again, there are definitely some gateways that <laughs> uh, you could get more than than in some other areas. Uh, do I hear an amen on that, Pastor John? Or Yeah, amen. And, yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm so happy when people blog in and they ask questions or they uh, we have to clarify statements that we make because, you know, uh, I'm a lousy communicator sometimes. And I don't do a good job, but I know what I'm, my heart intent was, what I wanted to say. And sometimes you just got to approach it in other words, literally in other words, so it's effectively communicated and clearly communicated, especially when any truth is there that you're dealing with in God's Word. You know, Paul says in Corinthians, you know, not being ignorant of Satan's schemes, right? Satan's tricks. And a lot of Christians are ignorant, and what I find is, they have this false impression that, you know, unless your head is spinning around and you're, you know, upchucking uh, kind of pea-colored soup, and unless you're speaking in three languages and and in a bed chained down with ropes, that you don't have any demons. Or there's probably any, eh, maybe, you know, maybe ten at most or five and a half. Uh, and that's so far from the truth, it's not funny. Uh, Surely I couldn't have more than Mary Magdalene. She only had seven. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I hear that one a lot. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. But 
obviously, if you know, we were talking about hatred, brother, before, and as we were addressing that, you know, I was giving that example, uh, that particular nest as an example in our lives because hatred is something we all we all grapple with. It's a very practical area. Yes. And Jesus said he makes a profound statement. You know that all men will know you're my disciples by your speaking in tongues. That's not what he says. Hmm. All men will know you're my disciples by how many souls Close you were. Yeah, how many how many uh you know, Sunday school pins you have or something. No, no. He says all men will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're my disciples by your and the Greek word there is agape, the highest form of love. You mean it's not by the car you drive? Or whether or not you fly uh coach or on your private jet? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not going down the road tonight, folks. I just thought I'd throw that in. But, <laughs> but you know, a lot of Christians, brother Shannon, they, <laughs> brother, my point is a lot of Christians dabble in it, so they never really dig down deep and get those deeper layers so that that particular area is uh, is totally free. And I do believe that you yes. can get a free in, in some areas, in an area here, area there, another area over there. But Amen. it's going to take it's going to take some some time. And I mean, I'm talking years of time you know, uh, to consistently hit these areas. And then as you do, just like you indicated, you know, let's say you got all the hatred out and you were just fulfilling that uh, tremendous words, those tremendous words of Jesus, that tremendous statement, and everyone you looked to, you had nothing but the the love of Jesus and compassion for them. And uh, the love of the Father uh, was just exuding through you. But then one moment you got, you just got caught up and someone... Uh, it took your car because you haven't dealt with all the idolatry in your life and all the <laughs> idol spirits. Yes. And they put a nice key. You know, you were parked outside of a uh, of a restaurant and someone keyed your car. And I think Uh-oh. everybody knows what that means. And all of a sudden, your hatred rose. You know, just the sin nature went right up to the roof and just said, "Wow, who keyed my car?" And anger and everything. Yes. Guess what? A, if that door stays open. For even a few seconds or minutes, sometimes these demons can come right in. So now you got to deal with hatred. Another, you know, couple or three or ten, whoever came in, hatred again. That's why Jesus calls it the children's bread. Amen. It's spiritual bread. He doesn't call it children's birthday cake. Folks, you should be slicing it, add butter, and eat it every day, if necessary. Uh, in the shower, you can just be, you know, lathering down with soap and shampooing your hair, and <laughs> you know, break some curses over yourself. <laughs> you know, use the time wisely. Um, kind of the sin. Amen. Amen. And fo- yeah, absolutely. Yes, you can be victorious, people. You can uh, be in your right mind. You can have the upper hand, and um, you can ha- you can be ninety percent uh, in control. Maybe ten percent demonized. <laughs> Maybe those percentages <laughs> plus or minus some. But uh, huh. again, it is constantly a battle. We've got to learn how to do spiritual self defense. We've got to learn how to. Um, you know, break break witchcraft is being sent against us, even by some Christians out there. Through uh, what what does the term uh, psychic prayers mean, Pastor John? Uh, psychic prayers is is not that hard at all to understand if you kind of break it down. And psychic comes from the word, the Greek word, uh, the English psychic, comes from suke or psychology uh, word as well in English. It comes from suke. Uh, psychology literally means uh, suke logia, suke logos, a word, a word someone gives on regarding someone's soul, 
the mind, will, and emotions. So it's talking about the human soul. A psychic prayer, you know, let's say, for instance, uh, someone was sending psychic prayers against me. And that happened, by the way. I mean, I, I've memorized many years ago Pastor Worley's great warfare prayers, some of the prayers in, in, in the booklet. And by the way, Pastor Wynn told me, if you want... If you're new to Deliverance, Deliverance 101, shall we say, four basic booklets, Warfare Prayers, Sins of the Fathers, Curses and Soul Ties, and Fragmented Soul. You can get them from us here at Agape Bible Book Room. I'm going to type that uh, into email. the chat room. Repeat those titles yes. again, please. Sins of the Fathers. Okay. Warfare Prayers. Yes, sir. Fragmented Soul. Okay. And... Curses, soul ties. Curses slash, uh, uh, front slash soul ties. Okay. Got it. Those are the four basic booklets. When I memorized years ago the Breaking Curses prayer, and I would encourage every listener, memorize that prayer, incorporate it into your prayer time, because there are curses flying against us. I remember Pastor Wynn talked about it, and I'll get back to my original thought, where uh, there's actually a demon. Listen to this. This is fascinating. There's actually a demon that, that is... Uh, uh, a curse spirit, I'm talking a demon called curses, will actually stick out of people. I don't, don't ask me how, but it's like you're driving your car and you're putting your hand out and you kind of catch a fly or you catch uh, something that's that's flying past the car in, in the wind, in the air. Uh, maybe even a tree branch if you're, if you're close to the side of the road. And this demon said that he was kind of like Velcro, catching all the curses that are flying around out there. Now what what wow. Christian has ever been what Christian has ever been told that? You're only gonna find about that in deliverance. <laughs> it's kinda of like a catch And I remember man. I remember Pastor Woolley sharing that. Brother, isn't that amazing? So it the curses amazing. that are going out there, the Catholic curses, the Christmas curses, you know, the massive Christ curses, the uh, curses coming from uh, masonry, the curses coming from Islam, death to Jews, death to Christians, death to America, all the death curses. Wow, yes. All these curses are flying around out there, and guess what? If, these, if you've got these spirits inside of you called curses and maybe have other names as well, they're acting like Velcro. And what the demon said to Pastor Wynn is they, they just, they're out there and they just kind of pull them in and close the window so that these curses begin to be realized in the person's life. And that's why breaking curses prayer is so important. And one of the items mentioned is exactly what we're talking about, psychic prayers and a psychic prayer is someone who's praying against as i said myself as an example and this happened to me people well-meaning christians who think when you get in deliverance as the missing one-third of jesus ministry that you're crazy See, this is what their demons are telling them you're crazy you're off into some uh, alice in wonderland spiritual walk you're into fringe christianity so what they do is they say lord Please take Pastor John out of this error. I will guarantee you, equal with my salvation, that that is a psychic prayer because the Holy Spirit of God does not want you. He does not want Pastor John out of deliverance. If anything, he wants to bring it even even more into his life. So that's a psychic prayer. It's a soulish prayer. It's a, it's a prayer that's coming from the soul of the person, not being led by the Spirit through the person's uh, saved human spirit. Uh, does that does that help? Absolutely. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor John Gogan on live tonight. Pastor John, for those just joining the program, uh, give out your contact information 
And then tell us a little bit about Agape Bible Fellowship. Amen. I would love to do that. And uh, just very quickly, if you have a pen or pencil or if somehow you can uh, notate, please do not try to write something down if you're driving. I want uh, both Brother Shannon and I want nothing to happen to you. And we don't want you. In fact, don't even try to get deliverance. We're going to try to squeeze in here a mass deliverance tonight. And uh, before the pro- my time is off at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And do not try to get deliverance if you're driving. Pull to the side of the road and deal with things then. Do not try to get deliverance while you don't do anything foolish or dangerous. We want nothing to happen to you physically in terms of uh, anything dangerous. We want you safe and secure. Uh, don't be Absolutely. foolish. But if you can, if you're in a, in a uh, home setting or in a setting that you can write it down, it's uh, my personal email, by the way, is... PJ, which stands for Pastor John, PJ Servant, because that's all I am is an unworthy servant of the Lord, uh, PJ Servant at AOL.com, AOL.com, or our website is agapebible.org, just like it sounds, agape, A-G-A-P-E, Bible.org. And the book room that we have is Agape Bible Book Room, probably over 600, 700 titles, some of the best stuff out there, especially in the deliverance area. And we are would be delighted to free, uh, free of charge, send you an Agape Bible Book Room book list along with a radio CD that I did back in uh, let's see 1993 now, and uh, would love to uh, send that your way if you'll just email me your mailing address, and we can uh, ship that off to you. The nice thing about our shipping is we're uh, we usually ship in 24 hours. That is the day we get it, we ship out, or within 24 hours of that time. So we're really quick, and we carry all of Pastor Worley's stuff, as well as the authors, Derek Prince, Frank Hammond, Ivory Hopkins, and Pastor Monty Mulkey, a lot of different authors, and would be delighted. Many of Pastor Worley's CDs, DVDs, so we'd be glad to, uh, to help you with that if you'd like some. And, of course, if you have a question or two or a comment, we'd love to hear from you as well. Amen. But Agape folks, Church, uh, Agape... I'm sorry. I wanted to mention, too, uh, you ship over to Canada also, correct? Yeah, we're within 20 minutes from the Canadian border, so we uh, can easily head over there. If someone has a Canadian shipment, we can get it to them quick because we don't have to depend on U.S. shipping to Canada, which takes at least double the time, and we can even ship uh, the, co- the actual cost of Canadian, the Canadian uh, rate posted. So kind of save people some money and and give them some good material as well. And I apologize for interrupting, but I was going to just mention just quickly, I've been at Agape Bible Church a little while, about 22 years, and we uh, are a full gospel church. We're in East Aurora, New York. If you look, if anybody's ever heard of Fisher-Price Toys, we're the world's headquartered, that is East Aurora. If you look on the box in the store, it says East Aurora, New York. That's us. That's where we are located. Uh, about an hour south of Niagara Falls, and about uh, 17, 16 miles southeast of the Buffalo area. And, you know, when people hear Buffalo, they think, oh, you must be buried in snow. Uh, we've probably got about eight or nine inches on the ground and uh, here in wow. East Aurora, so it's not much. It's wow. cold, but it's not uh, It's not much. Yes, sir. It has been getting cold, and we're getting reports of that from all over the country. I know it's been – we've had a couple cold spells here in the deep south um, where I'm located. 
Hey, we've got a question here, Pastor John, from the uh, the chat room. It's with regards to uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Part one of the question would be, um, will everybody receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Um, is that just one of the, the gifts? Everybody uh, gets different gifts? Um, and for someone seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit that has not received the tongues, could it be a demonic blockage? What would be your advice to them uh, so that they can receive that gift if that's what they want? Uh, great question. The I can give you right out of my own testimony and also Pastor Worley's because I know it personally. Uh, myself and I know what his testimony was as well. We uh, sadly were brought up in, in uh, churches and some institutions uh, were... Uh, you know, train, training and so forth for the ministry that taught that the uh, gifts, the spiritual gifts, the sign gifts is what they were called. It didn't exist for the church today. They stopped with the uh, when the apostles died, and particularly when when the uh, canon of scripture was completed. And once we learned that that was not the case, and that we were in error teaching that and telling people that, we had to repent of that. And Pastor Worley is the one who told me about this uh, book, uh, They Speak With Other Tongues. So I read that and became more convinced after reading Pastor Worley's materials that tongues was for today and were real. Yes, sir. And a genuine spiritual gift. And Pastor Worley himself had laid hands uh, on me for the gift of tongues and for uh, spiritual gifts uh, there in his home uh, one Sunday evening. And I was blessed with that. But... Brother Shannon, I had no tongues. I had no tongues. And I was thinking, okay, Lord, I know they're there. Uh, I know, it, I believed, and uh, that I was laid hands upon, and hello, <laughs> can you remember me? You know, one of the sayings I use when I'm under demonic attack is, you know, your property is in danger, Lord, your property is in danger, me. <laughs> So, so let me be clear Shannon, something I, up, folks. Uh, when you get saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. So the fact that you don't have tongues doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Am I correct on that, Pastor John? Yeah. Uh, what we learned uh, in, in what I learned in, in uh, Bible college was that uh, uh, I kind of put it as an acrostic: ribs, uh, R-I-B-S. Uh, since I love ribs and uh, <laughs> love to eat uh, barbecued ribs. And it essentially was an acrostic <laughs> for re regeneration, indwelling, baptism, and sealing. Now, that's not the baptism of the Spirit. That's baptism in the body of Christ. That is uh, what it's talking about. And the indwelling, of course, is when the Holy Spirit comes into us. So when it, we're talking about the second work of grace, not the first work of grace. And a lot of Christians out there, especially Baptists, Evangelicals, and others, uh, they've, been, they've got the Holy Spirit in them. The problem is... is they haven't been baptized uh, by what I believe, Jesus and the Father, into the Holy Spirit. Kind of like you're you're dunked in a in a in a uh, in a vat of milk and you come sure. out of the milk. That's what I believe. What happens is in the in the baptism, uh, shall we say, into the Holy Spirit. That's where tongues will happen. But for Pastor Worley and myself, we didn't get it for over two years, and the Lord taught us a very hard lesson because, in my case, I was calm. Stupid. Yes, sir. Uh, I was. I, I didn't investigate. I. I just. You know. Believed what I was taught. 
much like a lot of us Christians do, sadly, in some areas, some of what we're taught is wonderful. It's true and it's real and it's it's genuine and it's it's uh, it's exactly of the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit. But in my case and in Pastor Worley's case, uh, it was the exact same thing. And I know this for a fact because it was me and I experienced it and I know Pastor Worley's testimony. So we didn't get tongues, and uh, only after about two years. Uh, the tongues was there, but only after about two years, the Lord made us wait because uh, really? we had spoken against it, and He made it clear to us. I know He made it clear to me that, you know, son, the, uh, you know, you really offended me and offended my Holy Spirit when you wow. did that. So uh, I learned my lesson, and I, you know, unless I really know that something is in error, you know, I will not just just speak, speak about it because someone told me so. Yes, sir. I'll be a Berean. I'll be a Berean Christian and dig into the Word. So well, I believe that everybody can, everybody who's who's indwelt by the Spirit and then baptized into the Holy Spirit uh, will experience and can experience tongues. And for any of the listeners, again, uh, you can get it through Agape Bible Bookroom. Uh, the Bookroom always always can use the business, especially between workshops. And uh, its uh, author is John Sherrill. They they speak with other tongues. Tremendous book. Uh, lays it out from Scripture clearly. You can't walk away from that book without concluding that tongues is real and for today. Well, no doubt about that. So, and it's, it's very convenient for people to say, oh, <laughs> that died with the 12 disciples, folks, because that releases them from the responsibility of uh, answering the question why they don't have tongues and maybe they're pastoring a church even. Um, again, it, the gifts are for today. They Just like healing's for today, casting out demons is for today. But... Uh, Pastor John, um, what might be a demonic blockage if that's uh, what's causing someone from getting the uh, the baptism? Uh, have you run across any particular family of spirits that once they were cast out, the, the tongues flowed freely? Yes. In fact, uh, I can tell you from my own experience, I had, I, I'll never forget the number, about 22 spirits had to be cast out of me over this two-year period. Um and these were pretty strong spirits of unbelief and uh, blocked tongues, uh, blocked spirits. So I can tell you from my own experience that these things had to be cast out and then kind of like taking that proverbial comforter blanket off off of the lampshade and the light, then bang, the light you know, shone right through. Wow. So I can tell you again that there there, there are demons that will block the... And so hit blo- my recommendation, hit blockages and obstruction spirits. You can command them by function, whatever demons, unbelief, uh, you know, atheism, agnosticism, spirits that just ride a person from being able to really take God at his word. Break curses of atheism and agnosticism over yourself and over the family lines. And always go as far back as you can, back to Adam and Eve. And then hit these things, hit these demons by function. Any spirits that are blocking my tongues, any spirits that are in there just layering over, get out in Jesus' name. You'll start yawning uh, uh, incessantly, uh, yawn after yawn after yawn. You'll start burping. You'll start to start retching up, and all of a sudden, like it, like it happened with me, I put my head back, and all of a sudden, bang! This <laughs> I started speaking in tongues, and I've spoken ever since. I've got a demonic. I got a kind of tongue that's a demonic commanding tongue. When I say demonic, I don't mean the demons are doing it. I mean it's especially it's a warfare tongue, and it can go from a kind of Chinese 
to an almost an Italian kind of uh, uh, flavor to uh, wow. just a, a very serious, you know, uh, flavor. I've also spoken in other languages to demons that that are from other nations on occasion that the Lord has blessed me with. And there are other times I've literally just been in prayer and praise, and the Holy Spirit, I can tell, is just praising uh, God the Father and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In, and it, it's just wonderful. So get tongues if you don't have it. Just don't stop. You may have to fast. Brother Shannon, These I just mentioned it earlier. These come out, but only by prayer and fasting. Amen. Fasting is so important. It's got to be a spiritual yes. discipline. If we, I get five books, different books in the book room on fasting. So I'd uh, again just call, call me, write me, contact me. My area code is seven one six six five five. Is the is the um, exchange and the first three letters, and then the last numbers are my phone number five zero zero eight seven one six six five 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 zero zero eight and. Uh, during regular hours, Mondays I'm off, so try not to call me then unless you leave a message. Uh, I go out of town to minister. I do a lot of traveling, so please be patient. But most of the time, you can, as I said, we ship within 24 hours, and um, praise the Lord. Amen. And, folks, we have about uh, 35 minutes remaining. Uh, we're going to have uh, Pastor John do a mass deliverance tonight. Before we do that, let me touch briefly on uh, the spirit of fear, Pastor John. Now, I know we could do a whole program just on fear. That's a a very big demonic spirit. Um, I would say uh, most people have had that spirit at one time or another in their lives. Um, are you encountering this a lot in your ministry, the spirit of fear? Brother, and I don't mean to step on anybody's toes, but uh, unnecessarily. However, with the current administration slash you know, regime that seems to be uh, so uh, evil in, in so many ways in the White House. You know, they do some good things, but I'm telling you, uh, and I'm not speaking against anybody and just just willy-nilly. I, I don't care what color. I don't care if they're polka dot. Uh, that, means, that doesn't mean anything. What, mean, what would mean something is when there's clear violation of the Word of God. Amen. And you've got, you've got 140. I think, I think uh, Bill Clinton... Uh, inserted 160 sodomites into the government, and, I, and that's over eight years. And in this case, in, in a year, uh, this this um, president has put in 140 sodomites already. Really? Something's not right. Something is horribly wrong when that happens. That that sin is is, is egregiously evil and wicked. So my point is, is that many people not knowing what's coming next, tend to fear the future. So that's a specific demon that we're going to come against tonight, fear of the future. Okay, and uh, that's very prevalent right now. What about uh, fear of the dark? We've run into every kind of fear that you can think of and ones that you and I, with our heads put together, haven't even thought of yet. Have you run into adults that are still battling uh, fear of the dark that like to sleep without their nightlight? Fear of the dark, fear of being excommunicated from the church, especially if they have a Roman Catholic background, uh, Russian, Greek Orthodox background, any kind of Orthodox background. I know fear a man that uh, would not go to bed unless he had his TV on to, and he'd fall asleep with the TV on. 
Fear of monsters, brother. Fear of monsters. Fear of boogeymen. Fear of, as you said, the dark. Fear of heights. Fear, all kinds of phobias. Fear of uh, sharks. Exist. Yeah, and fear of, snakes, fear of spiders. Yeah, it, all kinds of things. Fear of snakes. Fear of being raped. The, uh, <laughs> fear of molestation. Uh, fear of going to your car and someone reaching from underneath the car and grabbing your leg and cutting your Achilles tendon. I mean, you know, you would read stories like that, and then people were gripped with fear every time they went out to get into their car. Um, there is something that everybody fears, whether they want to admit to it or not. Would you agree? At some point in time? Fear is, uh, you know, we talked to earlier, Brother Shannon, about cultures and various people groups that have different kinds of spirits or different degrees of certain spirits, or in some cases, you know, little to none because of the way their cultures operate. And I believe that fear is in every culture. Fear is, you know, we've run into a demon called paralyzing fear. And he works closely with panic attacks. Fear is absolutely prevalent. In fact, the oldest book in the Bible is, do you remember, Brother Shannon, what book? The oldest book in the Bible, uh, yes, the, the book of Job. Exactly. And Job, in Hebrew, Eov. Eov, if you look at chapter 3, is Job nails one of the major problem areas, the book of Job nails one of the major problem areas that the man Job had. And if you look at the text in Job chapter 3, I'll read it, in verse 30, 24, 25, uh, let's just, um, uh, 25, 25 and 26, and this is the word of God, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. We've run into troubling spirits, spirits of trouble, troubling spirits in people. And again, wherever you see, whether it's a, an emotion out of control or an area of sin that's out of control and people are in bondage to, always put together the sins and I'm telling you, right around the corner is an evil spirit by, that'll go by the same name of that, as that sin. So I would contact, excuse me, I would um, cast out dread, fear. What about the fear of being overweight? And therefore uh, turning to uh, bulimia and anorexia, folks. That's attacking a lot of people. Fear of death. Fear of death. Yes. Oh, that's a big one. How many fear? How many fear spirits do you think come in when you see these? You hear these advertisements on television, Brother Shannon. You know that uh, Xanax or, or take Zania. Zania will help you to sleep at night. Take Zania. Of course, uh, some of the some of the side effects of Zania is as you're walking down the street, your head will fall off. And the other side effect is you'll be tend to jump off buildings. But oh man! Take, let your let your doctor know how many. I'm being facetious. I'm making up the name. You feel like jumping off? How many please. people are loaded, brother? How many people are loaded with fear from these advertisements? Listen, I had a demonic spirit of fear going to me in 1975 with the release of Jaws. I was about six years old at the time, and 
my dad mom took me to uh to see the movie Jaws when we lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I have forever since uh uh not went more than probably uh waist deep if I ever went I had the occasion to be down at a beach. Uh, I don't even like to uh, go out to lakes and water ski, for example, and just sit there and dangle in the water, uh, waiting for the boat to come back around if you've let go of the rope for fear of what's under the water that could come up and eat you. Uh, fear of heights? Uh, that's another one. I have an issue. I get up on a building too high, and it's like something grabs my legs. and it, you know, I, I can feel it. It's just a weird feeling. Um, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm in that situation. Then there's other times I'm totally fearless in some situations that would cause other people to quake. Uh, what, there must be a lot of uh, spirits in this family called fear, huh? Exactly. And, uh, you know, fear of water, um, fear of drowning. What about, what about Brother Shannon oh, yeah. when, when we're kids and, and Uncle, you know, everybody's got Uncle Joe. So Uncle Joe's uh, thinks he's cool, and he's he tackles you in the water and puts your head under and lets you gasp and come up, and he's acting, oh, this is funny, this is funny. But meanwhile, you know, you're almost swallowing half half the pond or half the swimming pool, and it's like you're going to die. All of a sudden, you you panic, and a, a fear of drowning comes into you, comes into me. And it's interesting. And by the way, one way to contact to to counter attack and counter effects shall we say to counter fear uh you know like psalm 91 5 to 6 you know thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the error that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday psalm 91 5 to 6 you know you, you got to counter fear with the word of god and specific promises that come against that fear don't we Absolutely. Um, I know one guy said uh, you sometimes just have to face the fear. That's the only way to get over the fear. But uh, um, he only answered that partly true. Uh, there is a demonic spirit that has to be uh, cast out. Now, how difficult is it to get out a to get a spirit of fear to leave? Essentially, the person has to repent of the fear. You know, Romans says whatever is not of faith is sin. And I always put it that when faith walks in the room, fear walks out. And when fear walks in the room, faith walks out. Because fear and faith cannot cannot mix. So you have to have a you have to have an understanding that fear and faith are totally opposites. Just as if you you know you can't have a north south pole. You have to have a north pole or a south pole. You yeah. can't have them both both together. So you got to repent of the fear. And you have to ask God to forgive you. And as you repent and apply, if you're a believer, First John one nine, let the the blood of Jesus cleanse you. And in faith believing, you say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Uh, I would also go after, you know, unbelief as well, because unbelief and fear work together. When 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 we're afraid, we're not faithing, and. The Bible will give us a faith lift. I didn't say faith lift. I said faith lift. And the Bible, God's word, and those promises of freedom, you've got to hit them. You've got to hit these spirits. Sometimes you read the scriptures to the demons. Sometimes you praise. But most of the time you command these, these, these things out. They retch, you yawn, you burp. 
They come out, you feel different. You feel. And by the way, I wanted to mention this. We carry the book, of, book in the program called Fear, uh, Overshadowing Your Life. Uh, Pastor Wright is the author, and he says, uh, I'm just going to read just a little bit if I could. Uh, do you know that asthma is a fear-anxiety disorder? I'm really? reading from the book. Yeah, yes. Johns Hopkins University, after months of research, determined that a person having an asthmatic reaction or attack was not reacting to anything external. No allergies, no pollens, no irritants, no nothing. Nothing external was causing an asthma attack. It was something internal causing the stiffening of the alveoli. They proved it conclusively, and the conventional wisdom on asthma for the past 50 years has been changed now. Asthma is the outcome of cell membrane semi-rigidity caused by fear, stress, and anxiety. It's biological, not necessarily just genetic. It's, called by familiar, it's caused by familiar spirits that were inherited, and there is a demon of fear that came into the child from birth. This is interesting. Listen to this. When a blood clot appears, or when a blood clot tears into the artery, you have a component of fear plus rage and anger. Rage and anger are also behind strokes, aneurysms, varicose veins, hemorrhoids, and anything that involves a clotting or an explosion of a blood vessel in an area where we do not find high cholesterol levels. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting. Hmm. Cancer can be a virus. Chemotherapy does not destroy the virus. It destroys the mutated cells in which the virus reside. Cancer is a genetic, physiological parasite. It takes the RNA and the DNA from your cells and uses it to mutate into its own genetic composition. Now, that's the physical side. Cancer is also highly demonic because it indicates an intelligence behind the scenes Bacteria don't have an intelligence that causes them to do anything. They're just there. A virus, however, has a type of intelligence which has a design behind it, and it knows exactly what it's doing, and it has to attach to a living cell in order to get its way. Wow. And cause damage. So right there, fear and anxiety can, can impact you. They all go together, and those spirits can get you going to the point where physiological changes occur whether they're asthmatic, whether they're as blood clots with varicose veins or whatever, and aneurysms and strokes. And, and uh, we found, by the way, we also find spirits of strokes in people uh, who have a lot of pride, especially really? pride in intellect, especially pride in intellect. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So uh, in their own intellectual abilities, pride in intellect of family members, so the best thing to do is do what the Bible says and humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you in due time. Humble yourselves and then resist the devil, and guess what? He will flee. And he will flee. And I bind the spirit of strife trying to attack the, uh, the chat room. Uh, folks, we're here to uh, listen to Pastor John. So let's try to concentrate out there before I pull my roller out and start smacking hands. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I don't want anybody believing. I don't want get the anybody switches. believing Pastor John Gogan because Pastor John Gogan is 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 a nobody. Uh, you know, when God, I just said it, uh, every time I spoke this past weekend in Seattle, in the Northwest, that you know, when God got me, he didn't get much. But check what I'm saying out with the Word of God. If you don't believe me, look, well, check the Word of God out. Amen, folks. Uh, don't take anything we say. And you know, take it to the word of God. Uh, Amen. Search it out as good Bereans. Amen to that. 
Yeah, I, you know, when the Lord found me, Pastor John, there was already 10,000 who asked to be excused. <laughs> he dug me up out of the bottom of the barrel. But, you know, uh, God always does use the dirty dozen sometimes <laughs> to get his job done. Um, the throwaways. Well, praise God that he didn't give up on me. And, uh, you know, Jesus is the the Father. Are, they're like, you know, like, they're, they like to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. You know, and I've always said that only Jesus can put Humpty Dumpty back together again, and you won't even see a crack in the egg. Amen. Well, folks, uh, listen, get ready. If you are driving, I would ask that you pull over to the side of the road or uh, swap with someone else to drive uh, because we're fixing to do a mass deliverance, and we don't want anybody to uh, manifest there and run off the road into uh, a ditch. Uh also, if you're standing next to a, a balcony, I would say go in at this time, <laughs> just to play it safe. <laughs> uh, I have to say that for uh, legal purposes. Uh, at any rate, uh, praise God. Um, I, I do believe, Pastor John, that the Lord does uh, extend mercies and special uh, grace to deliverance over the airwaves. Again, uh, it's the best we can do in many cases where people are scattered out around the globe, and there's such a shortage of the deliverance ministry. So uh, I do believe God uh, knows what time it is. And, folks, uh, Jesus Christ does the delivering. So if you're getting deliverance tonight, as Pastor John does his mass deliverance, because Jesus Christ is there with you, and he's uh, in control, and he knows what the situation is, wherever you may be. So we have to put our faith and trust in him that uh, people are going to be all right out there going through this. and. Uh, you won't get deliverance of everything when you go through mass deliverances, but uh, you clear some of the brush and then ask God to keep revealing other strongholds in your life and just keep get the weed whacker out, as you say, Pastor John, and just start whacking away at the uh, the weeds in our lives, you know, the sin. Just uh, start cutting it down. And, Brother, uh, that's keep, all I know how to do. I'm, keep working. I, I'm, again, like Pastor Worley. Uh, other, if God's called other people to do other things in terms of you know, really what they think they should be doing, uh, then do it. You know, it'll all, it'll all shake out at, at the judgment seat of Christ. And, Amen. And, and God, if you're convinced of that, then do something else. I, I, I don't see that in Scripture. I see these signs will follow those who believe in my Amen. name. Amen. I would rather Any die trying, Sunday? Pastor John, than, and make some mistakes along the way than get up before the Father and he says, well, what did you do? And I said, well, I didn't do anything. Here's the talent you gave me. I was afraid of making a mistake and that you would be angry. Amen. Uh, we know the end of that matter. Well, f- before I take any more of this time, uh, we've got about uh, 20 minutes remaining. Um, go to it, Pastor John. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege, and whatever is done in these next 20 minutes is uh, is all uh, all praise and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ, and all glory goes to uh, our Father and His Father, God the Father. And... Uh, you know, one of the great things that, that we can do is, as we're dealing with things, for instance, like fear, these nests of fear within us, or these demons of fear in a nest of fear, within a nest of fear, we can loose angels to attack. Yes. And uh, one key verse is First John 4.18, uh, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. So there's a key deliverance and freedom verse, healing verse, because we can lose angels of perfect love, ministering spirits called perfect love, to kick out fear. It says perfect love casts out fear. So we can lose perfect love to fight fear within us, and we can also realize the import and understand the importance of that verse 
Because perfect love casts out fear. When we come come to grips with how much God loves us, there's nothing to fear because we're safe, as Jesus says in his hand. Uh, we're safe because Jesus' hand is in the Father's hand. No one's greater than the Father. So we're totally safe. We're totally secure. Even when we don't understand what's going on, God does, and we're safe, and we're secure. So whenever we choose fear, we're, it's, it's sin. And not, of course, we're not talking about the fear of flight, you know, or the run and, run and flight thing, where, I mean, if a bear is chasing you, uh, it's probably good to run, or at least maybe play dead, I should say, if you're, if you're too close to the bear and he's going to run you. Uh, you, you know, be afraid of electricity. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, don't don't start sticking forks into into light sockets, uh, and and into wall sockets. There's good fear. That's the kind of fear that you need that God's created in us. But we're talking about the kind of fear that is driving and tormenting and harassing. And we mentioned number much of it tonight. So let's go through a couple of renunciation prayers. And you just agree with me. We don't have time to you know repeat after me. So you just agree with me in faith. Uh, close your eyes if you if you're in a, in a secure place. Get some paper towels. You may need them. Just trust me on that one, and uh, just agree with me. And let's see if we can we can get some of these some of these demons out. Uh, again, unforgiveness is a key stronghold for for the demons. So you don't get any deliverance when uh, there is unforgiveness. So let's go through the forgiveness prayer. Just agree with me, Father in heaven. I have not loved, but have resented certain people who have hurt and disappointed me. I have held unforgiveness in my heart against them, and I call upon you, Lord, to help me forgive them. I do now forgive the following people, both living and dead, whom I can remember. Now let's continue. And Father, I ask you to bless them with salvation if they're unsaved and still alive. And I ask you to bless them if they're saved by bringing them into the full gospel, as you've blessed me. I also forgive myself and accept myself in the mighty name of your Son, Christ Jesus. Amen. Some of you are thinking, well, I really don't feel anything. I, I, I agreed with it in faith, believing, and full assurance. And I prayed it, but I don't. There's no demons leaving me yet. Well, don't give up. This is just the beginning. We're kind of, as Brother Shannon said, clearing the underbrush. It's a common way to approach it because demons have legal grounds, and one of the hugest legal grounds, Matthew 18, 34, 35, Jesus says oh, that your fa- my Father in heaven will turn you over to the tormentors, tormenting demons, if you don't forgive your brother and sister from your heart. Now let's. Go ahead and quickly do a couple of other ones here. This fear is often transferable. So let's see if we can kind of deal with some soul ties. That means your soul is is, uh, is actually a cleaving or, or tied to someone else. The soul of Jonathan cleaved or tied to the, John, to the soul of uh, David. And um, 
So you can have good and you can have bad soul ties. You can have good friendships and bad friendships. So uh, when the souls get tied together because of friends and friendships, then obviously we want only godly, healthy soul ties. So let's see if we can break some unhealthy soul ties. Just in, in your mind and heart, just agree with this. Father in heaven, I break and renounce, cut and loose myself from all evil, unhealthy soul ties, which I may have with lodges, religious systems, adulterers, drunkards, and drug users, any and all close friends, cults, any false teaching religious systems, and anyone who's ever dominated me contrary to the will of God and word of God. And please forgive me when I have ever dominated anyone contrary to the will of God and word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's do one more. We'll confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of our ancestors, and see if we can get that put under the blood. Just agree with me in faith believing. In accordance with Leviticus 26, I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatry, witchcraft, and occultism, involvements in lust, adultery, pride, hatred, and divorce, perversions of all kinds, rebellion, alcoholism, and drug addiction, stubbornness and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim forgiveness on the, on the basis of the promises in 1 John 1, 9, and break the curses and lift the curses, whoredoms and iniquities from me and all my descendants back to Adam and Eve. I command all evil spirits associated with these to leave me now and my family and go to wherever Jesus sends you in his mighty name. Amen. All right, just agree with me in faith, and I'm going to call down some special help from the angels and yes. and from uh, from God. And wherever you are, those angels will fight and battle for you. So just trust the word and kind of, as I like to put it, pull your faith with me. Just uh, agree with me in faith. Satan, we're not renouncing here. We're just praying for help. Satan, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we put you and every one of your legions on notice that we are attacking you from our position in Christ, where we are seated in him, and he is seated at the right hand of our Heavenly Father in the third heaven. Because we are there, this places us high above you, your principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask you, Father, for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces, not only here, where I'm broadcasting from, but also Gainesville, Georgia, and where Brother Shannon's broadcasting, and all the listeners and the bloggers in the air over them so that no demons can be able to interfere 
will be able to interfere with any of God's people being set free. We further command in Jesus' name that all free demonic spirits in this place be securely bound and taken wherever the Lord Jesus sends you so you can no wise interfere. We take authority from the third heaven where we're seated in Messiah and remind all the spirits that you must obey when you're called by name or by family name. And we also bind and block all demonic transference. We ask God the Holy Spirit for spiritual gifts to set the captives free. We are the captives, and you're to come out. We command you to look up the third heaven right in the eyes of Jesus. He will tell you where to go. Now come on out. All fear, come on out. All spirits of fear, fear of giving and receiving love, come on out. Fear of death, fear of pain, come on out. All spirits of fear of falling, fear of falling in the dark, fear of darkness, get out in Jesus' mighty name. Father, send angels, myriads of angels right now, more angels, more angels, to wherever the saints are, the men of God, women of God, young men of God, young women of God, out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of fear, fear of dogs, fear of cats, fear of pit bulls, come on out. All the way out. All the way out. Fear of Doberman pinches. Come on out. All spirits of fear of German shepherds. Come on, move. Fear of cats. Fear of insects and snakes. Come on out. Fear of crowds. All agoraphobia. Come on out. All fear of water. Fear of drowning. Claustrophobia. Fear of close places. Fear of elevators. Get out in Yeshua's mighty name. All the way out. Fear of the future. Fear of the future. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. What's, gonna, what's our government going to do next? When are they going to persecute Christians? What's going on? All that fear of the future. Come on out. Doom and gloom. Come on out. Fear of All concentration camps. Come on, in Jesus' name. All the way. Fear of nightmares. Fear of demons. Fear of Satan. Fear of thunderstorms. You get out. Fear of the fire. Fear of fire. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of loss of salvation. Fear of judgment. Fear of purgatory. Fear of hell. Fear of the right of excommunication. Come on. All you... All the demons in the ex-Catholics, ex-Babylonians, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of the Catholic Church, fear of the Pope, fear of priests, fear of nuns, fear of the bishops, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the fears, come on, move. Paralyzing fear, ruler of fear, sudden fear, trauma, out in Jesus Christ's name. All that fear, you get out of God's people. These are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Our good shepherd is God the Son and the very Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move, move, move. All paralyzing fear, all spirits of fear, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All demons of fear, we lose perfect love to attack you right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, fear of strangers, fear of people. Fear Fear of getting old. Fear of getting old, fear of dying, fear of death. Get out of Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Fear of disease and sickness. Come on out. Fear of hospitals. Fear of doctors. All the fear spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's go. All fear of monsters. All the spirits. Fear of vampires. Fear of werewolves. All the way out in Jesus Christ's name. All the fear spirits that came in through the Occultic movies, the horror movies. We repent of of the occult. We repent of watching and seeing the occult in living color. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the fear. You're driving on on the interstate. Come out in Jesus' name. That's right. Fear of driving on the interstate. Fear of cars. Fear of accidents. Fear of poverty. 
I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We just break the curse of poverty over all of us in yes. Jesus Christ's name. We break the curse of poverty over all of us in Jesus' mighty name. We command all fear of poverty to come out. Fear of pain come on out. All the spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. Get out of God's people. Fear of tornadoes. Fear of hurricanes. Fear of natural disasters. Fear of earthquakes. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of loss of salvation. Out in Jesus' name. We're secure in Messiah. Fear of insanity. All the way out. Fear of going crazy. Fear of going in the mental hospital. All the fear spirits. Fear of disease and sicknesses that come in through watching the advertisements on the computer or on television. All the way out. All these spirits, we bind you. All that fear, worry, anxiety, trauma. All spirits of trauma that came in when we had, had operations or car accidents or maybe were physically abused and bullied. All the trauma spirits, come on out. All the fear. Fear of giving and receiving love. Someone says they really love us in the Lord and care about us. We can't, we don't believe them. All that fear, fear of giving and receiving love, come on out. Fear of men, fear of women, fear of Jezebel. Come on, get out of the men. All that fear of Jezebel, get out in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of Jezebel. It's like Elijah was afraid of Jezebel. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of intimidating women. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of women, fear of mother, fear of grandmother, fear of grandfather, fear of family members, fear of, some, fear of uncle, fear of stepfather. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. These are God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture, and we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Ruler of fear, terror, come on out, night terror, nightmares. All spirits that attack during the night. Yes, the demons come turn into Jesus animals name. and chase us. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. Fear the of being Lord attacked by demons. You. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Fear of deliverance. Well, if yes. I attack them, then they're going to they're going to overwhelm me and overpower me. So I better leave them alone. Out in Jesus Christ's come name. Come out in the name These of Jesus. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Yes. Out in Jesus' name. We are God's people. Out in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go. All fear of children. Fear. fear of intimacy. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear of barrenness. Fear of being barren. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Father, send more angels. Perfect love. Send perfect love in whatever opposite. Ministering spirits that can minister to the saints and get us some freedom tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. All the way out. Come on, let's go. Fear of heart attack. Come on out. All that fear in the heart muscles. Oh, yes. All that fear in the heart muscle. Come on out. The Lord rebuke you. All that fear in the heart muscle. Come on out. All the way out. Fear of farting behind you. Come out in the name of Jesus. Fear of being fired at work. Come on out. 
fear of being let go, fear of the pink slip, out in Jesus Christ's name, fear of going bankrupt, fear of attorneys and lawyers, fear of receiving letters from attorneys, Yes. fear of being sued, out in Jesus' mighty name. God is fear not being beheaded by Muslims. Fear. Come out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Fear of Muslims. Yes. Come out. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of policemen. Fear of firemen. All the demons that came into us as children. And we ran and hid under our beds when we a policeman knocked on our door. He was scary. Or someone in authority came to our doors. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. One more minute, demons, or you're going to go back to the boxes. Or some of you may go to the boxes to begin with. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. In the mighty name of Yeshua. All that fear. Fear the future. Fear what's going to happen. Fear of the economy tanking. Fear of going bankrupt. Come on out. All the fears. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear of the President. Fear of the Congress. Get out of God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Get out of these men of God, women of God, young men of God, young women of God. Get out of the children, too. Fear of torture. Come out in the name of Jesus. We bind Fear of you in tribulation. Jesus Christ's Come name. Out. Jesus' name. All the way out. All the way out. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. You loose God's people and let them go. Fifteen seconds. Come on, demons, hurry up. Move it. Fear of terrorist like attacks. Come out in the name of Jesus. You don't like the boxes, cages, and caves, demons. You're going to be tormented, so hurry up. Move it. Hurry up. Let's go. Last one up. Will against them, people. Will against them. You're doing wonderful. Will against them. Holy Spirit, teach them. Hold their hands. Whatever will you have, just will against them. Want them out. Fall out of agreement. Repent of the sin. Want them out. Believe they're inside you. They will leave. Five seconds, demons. Hurry up. All the way out. Last one out. Last one out. Last one out. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To command All right, the Holy Spirit's coming out. That it came out. Go to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Go ahead, Pastor John. Sounds good. Let's let's close them up. Uh, in case yes, you're sir. wondering, uh, one of the scriptures where just you can look it up in the Old Testament where God commands that instead of uh, Og, king of Bashan, and some of these others, uh, I think at Agag, whatever kings it was, I think there were five kings that were, God said, put them in the caves, and I'll tell you when to execute them. So we're not going to execute demons here. We're just going to put them in cages, caves, and boxes. We find it works, and we'll do that right now. Father, we just pray that you'll cement our freedom. And and the precious Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that you'll have your angels just move in in power and put every demon in us, from the strong man on down to the lowest demon of rank, power, and form that's remaining back in, in enclosures or in enclosures for the first time that is 600,000 times too small. Seal them with the blood of Jesus so they can't get out uh, at will and do what they want to do to us. 
and come back. We just pray right now that that they will be in there, that they'll be tormented by the Shekinah third heaven light where they were kicked out of, to torment them a hundred thousand times when they tormented us in our family lines. We also pray that the uh, ministering spirits of of life, health, healing will go into us for the precious balm of Gilead, the Holy Spirit, and the blood of Jesus everywhere to promote, promote full healing, full shalom in body, in soul, in heart, and around our human spirits where the Holy Spirit and the new nature are. We also pray that uh, the precious blood of Jesus will protect us from any known satanic and demonic backlash daring to come, daring to come against ourselves, our families, respective church families, and uh, for daring to come against the enemy and attacking them. We thank you in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Pastor John Gogan. Uh, Pastor John, thank you for coming on tonight. Give out your website, please. Yes, sir. I'll tell you, every time I come on with you, Brother Shannon, OmegaManRadio.com, I'll tell you, I'm, uh, what an honor, what a privilege. The uh, website is Agape, A-G-A-P-E, Bible, B-I-B-L-E dot org. And uh, you can also send me emails from there as well at or pjservant at com, And we can also keep you posted uh, on any uh, meetings coming up. i got one coming up in uh, right south of Albany in Johnstown, New York. And let me know uh, if you'd like to be a part. It's the first week. It's not a weekend. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, first week of January. And I uh, would love to see you. Brother Shannon, you're a blessing. Thank you so much for blessing me. God bless you. We'll see you next week, Pastor John. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you, you folks. God bless. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack.